Welcome to the Miami Sports Podcast. We're joined here with Daniel Castaño. Uh, thank you for joining us today, you know, for taking the time. So I wanted to talk about um, Orlando. So you grew up in Orlando, right? I actually grew up in Austin, Texas. I was born in Orlando, though. Oh, okay, cool. So, yeah, so I lived there until I was like four. <laughs> who'd you root for growing up? Uh, I was a big Astros fan. I like Lance Berkman, um, Biggio, Bagwell, Beltron, all those guys, Royals, Walt. Uh, I think they even got Andy Pettit, Roger Clemens for a little bit there. So that was my team growing up. Um, and then, yeah, that was pretty much it. Is there a moment that made you fall in love like with baseball? So my moment is I'm, I'm younger, I'm 20. My moment was specifically uh, the Rangers in the 2011 World Series with the Cardinals. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, like seeing Nelson Cruz uh, hit all the home runs and then Wayne Wright, you know, it, it was a good matchup. So what was your moment? Yeah. Oh, man, just when I was younger, playing Little League Baseball with my brother and my dad was really fun. Um, I just, it was good memories and good friends and it was just enjoying the game and, and um, just looking forward to practice and the games and all that stuff really just made me fall in love with the game. So how's it going so far in spring training? I heard um, Don Mattingly say that you'll kick off the season on um, on Sunday as a starting pitcher. So how's it going so far? Yeah, man, it, that's exciting. Uh, it's, a, it's a cool honor to get the ball any time like that, even if it's just for spring training. You know, it's it's been fun just to see how my career has progressed, I guess, over the years from a 19th rounder to – barely getting out of low A to now having the, an opportunity to make the big league team. Um, it's been really fun and we're going to have a good ball club again this year. Our division's pretty stacked, but we're, we're really good too. So um, it'll be fun to go back out there and compete and see if we can, you know, pull off some, another good run at this thing like we did last year. you know, a lot of the guys are saying, why not us? So mm -hmm. um, let's see if we can just make another run at this thing. Yeah. Um, so last year, you know, towards the end of the season, um, your last five games were really good. You had a 1.42 ER in your last four games in 19 innings pitch. You seem to get comfortable through the season. You you could see like from your first start towards the end. Um, mm -hmm. Did you take anything like did what adjustments did you make in those games? Yeah, man. Good question. Um, you know, a lot of the guys said, you know, just do what got you there you know you're you're here for a reason you know your stuff is good enough and as being a lefty who doesn't throw as hard as like Sixto or Pablo or Sandy or you know a lot of our guys um, I have to command the ball a little better change speeds a little more um, and I, I just remember early on in those first games I was pressing a little bit I was trying to just throw stuff by guys kind of go to more to their weaknesses rather than my strengths and then towards the end I just kind of did what I did in double A and I just pitched to my strengths, no matter who was hitting. And if it was a righty, I was going to attack them um, with my strengths. If it was a lefty, the same thing. And just, you know, go compete um, with my best stuff. And it ended up, you know, playing out well and um, had good, good outings there at the end to finish the season, which was a lot of fun. So when you talk about adjustments, like, you know, um, like what you were just saying with the players told you and stuff like that, do you use, um, like for episode on Hydromatronic to kind of adjust your pitches, um, look at it frame by frame and how you can um, get better with it? 
Yeah, in the off season, I really do. Um, in the off season, I'm always trying to work on something. I'm always trying to get a little better. There's never a time where I'm really not trying to get a little better. But when the season rolls around, you know, it's time to compete. And you kind of go in there with what you got. You can't make a whole lot of adjustments. At that point, your stuff is going to be about as good as it's going to be. And then you got to really just focusing on commanding the ball well and competing. You know, that's a lot of things that people take for granted nowadays with days with all those numbers is, is just that that trait that you can't write on paper is that competitiveness and that ability to buckle down when there's men on base and execute a big time pitch, you know. Um, so that's something that I really pride myself on, that having that competitive edge. Uh, and I think it's helped me get this far. Um you know, Lord willing, and just hopefully can continue to do that this next season. Yeah. Um, so do you have something that like flips your switch, right? So um, for example, Mariano Rivera, he throws specifically like 21 pitches uh, before he goes in. Like, do you have a certain routine that fires you up? Uh, you know, I, I try not to get too fired up. You know, the game will bring that adrenaline and all that stuff. Um, you know, I, I'm a Christian, so, like, my big thing is actually, you know, just slowing down, breathing, reading my Bible for games, listening to my worship music, um, and just pitching to the best of my ability, you know, knowing that the the, the outcome's kind of already going to play itself out. Um, and I, if I do my best, you know, at the end of the day, that's all I can really do, you know, go compete, do my best for the team, um, and then, you know, the results will be the results, but just focusing on what I can control, taking it one pitch at a time, not trying to make the moment too big or too small, and really just not forgetting to breathe. If you could uh, get a pitch, if you could add a pitch from any player in history mm -hmm. and, you know, apply it to your arsenal, which one would it be? That's a good question, you know. Um, there's three that comes to mind. One would be Roger Clemens' splitter. Oh, that's a good one. I like my changeup a lot, but obviously his splitter is like 90-something. Uh, Randy Johnson's slider would be awesome just to be able to wipe out lefties with. <laughs> and then I think of Pedro Martinez's changeup also. It's oh, just that, like that, 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 the backwards slider is what it seems like, like more than a changeup, you know? So those are the first three I think of. Obviously, who doesn't want to throw 100 miles an hour? So maybe like. I don't know, haters fastball or something like that. But yeah. I think those are the first ones that come to mind. It's a yeah, good question. Those are some good ones. Um, okay, so getting a little bit more into the tech side with baseball, right? So mm -hmm. there's been recent talks about the strike zone. So how do you feel about that as a pitcher? Do you think it will be better for the league or worse? In what regards to the strike zone? Like the um, kind of like the, ro the robotic one where it's like, it'll automatically call the strikes and um, and balls instead of having kind of like an umpire. Yeah, I, I don't know. I get it. I mean, I like personally having the umpire. I think it's a cool part of the game is the umpire kind of each one calls the game a little different. Some umpires give the lower part of the zone. Some give the higher. Some give, you know, the edges a little more. Some are a little tighter. You know, it's easier to say that now than when it's the game and uh, those guys are, aren't giving you maybe a close pitch. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think I would, we would actually get a lot more pitches as pitchers because the, the top of the zone would be called a little more. Um, and like a spiked curveball could actually catch the, the bottom of the zone in those things, which is kind of weird. 
so I think there would have to be a, some variation to it. Um, you know, I don't know what that is, but I, I, I like the game the way it is now, personally. Yeah. I feel like the errors kind of balance out, you know, for the batter and the right. pitcher. Just having right, it. exactly. Like, yeah, I wouldn't agree with it too much either. You're kind of taking the love of baseball away and, and the little right. errors that make the game. Exactly. So, um. So you mentioned earlier that the division's getting more stacked. Of course, the Mets with all the trades and um, and so forth. The Marlins, you know, we got Duval and um, little pieces. But um, how do you feel about the Marlins coming into this season? Like last year, they doubted us a lot. They nobody would have thought we made the playoffs. This year, it's kind of the same mentality again as the underdogs and why not us? Like you said, um, right? How are you feeling about the team so far. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's a lot of things that we have on paper and a lot of things we have off paper. You know, off paper, you know, we're a very close-knit group. We're a young group. A lot of these guys came up together. You know, on paper, it's they're all considered prospects, you know, all kind of filtering their way in at the same time, it seems like. So that, that makes everything extremely competitive, you know. So any guys who do make the roster to start the year, you know, kind of have that extra fire under their butt from – the guys coming up who are, you know, any name of guys who ever don't make the team. Um, and that just consistent competitiveness um, throughout the system to know that nobody on our team is comfortable. You know, there's, there's, there isn't a position where there isn't someone coming up or right behind them, backing them up or whatever, who isn't a stud. Um, so in regards to the rest of the division, you know, we see that stuff, but we have as much talent and ability as any of these other teams. It's kind of a matter of if we can put it all together at the same time on the field, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so you name a position we got a guy there who is as talented as anyone in the league, but what, what separates the greats from, you know, anybody else can they do that consistently, you know, Tiger Woods compared to, you know, anybody else is he does it week in and week out when he's in his prime, you know, but there will always be a random guy competing with him. Um, but so hopefully we can just be consistent and play good baseball day in and day out. Um, Cause you could see it last year. We would, we would lose games 12 to zero and then we would turn around and win the next game of the double header seven to two. And it's like, what is that? You know, it's just the talents there. It's just, you're young. So it doesn't all come together sometimes, you know? With so much youth talent, um, you know, having one of the best farm systems in the in the entire MLB, um, you were around all the prospects and stuff um, being recently called up. What would you say is a player that flies under the radar? Like we have J.J. Blade and uh, Max Meyer that just got drafted. What's one of them that a lot of people don't talk about that you think um, could turn out really good? I mean, ones that people haven't seen yet are Edward Cabrera. He's just going to be unbelievable if he can get – if when he gets right, you know, he's – his stuff is remarkable, some of the best I've ever seen. Um, you know, one that really hopefully will we'll get some more love this year is one of my good friends is Cody Poteet. Um, he's been a double-A stud, triple-A stud, and last year he was in and out on the 60-man pool, but – he he i think he's going to pitch some game one too if we can play more than seven depending on how the rotation works out in spring training he'll be yeah i think he's slotted somewhere in there around game one 
but he throws hard, commands five pitches, could be a long relief starter. You know, if he can really get that opportunity, I think he's a guy who can run with it. And uh, his pitch ability is just through the roof, you know, and as a pitcher, you appreciate those things. Um, So he's a guy I would definitely want to keep an eye on. And, uh, you know, I I think could have a breakout year who a lot of people wouldn't see that coming. In your rookie season, you know, it might be the same going on for this year. Um, would you say it was kind of easier to translate into the major leagues with um, without having fans? Yeah, I mean, that's what everyone said. Um, but personally, I love having fans. I, I love it. I mean, it helps me just to lock it in and focus. I, I could barely get out of high A here because was, it was hot. There was no fans. And then going to double A in Jacksonville, you get anywhere from five to 10,000. And my, I was able to take off there, just kind of thriving on that energy. I love pitching in big games. I want the ball. Um, I love competing with a lot of people there with the game on the line. Um, so I love it. I, I can't wait. No matter if it's 5,000 or 50,000, I'm hoping, you know, the MLB will make something work this year. Yeah, hopefully they start allowing a lot more fans. You kind of miss it too, like just watching the games right. and it kind of, you know, the fake cheers is not the same. It gets a little no. bit more boring and stuff. Yeah, hopefully fans will show out too, you know, take it for granted and show out whenever Miami Marlins Stadium opens back up. That would yeah. be great. There's a lot of excitement in the community just because we made the playoffs after, you know, such a long drought. So I'm pretty right. sure it'll get packed up, um, especially with our Hispanic fans. I mean, that stadium can it can get full quick. If yeah, that'll be rocking. All right. So what about the DH? You know, if it's is there one this year, the universal DH? No, not yet. Next year there will be. Oh, OK. So, yeah, um, so I'll be hitting this year. Are you looking forward to that? Yeah, man. I had a couple knocks in double A, you know, <laughs> the hardest part, though, is like getting a hit or getting walked or getting on base or something and then having to go pitch the next inning because it's a quick turnaround. You know, you're running off the field, getting your glove, running right back out, having to pitch a full inning. So we'll see. But it is at the same time. It's also nice whenever there's guys on first and second, two outs and the pitcher comes up. And as long as you can execute some pitches, you got them, you know? Yeah. It was like good and bad to it. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you for coming out to the show, man. It means a lot. Um, yeah. We're a new podcast. And so you're the first professional player to hop on to it. So, you know, thank Sweet. you for that. And um, hopefully the Marlins have a, a really good season. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, um, man. We'll sp- spread the word, get you guys out there. Hopefully we can have fans, you know, cheers on. We're excited. And thanks for having me, get man. And God bless, you know. 